Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck and I'm here with Catherine Hammond from our business services research team. Today we're going to talk about what operators in South Korea are doing to grow their B2B revenue and what other operators can learn from them. So Catherine, um, let's just talk about what the operators in South Korea are doing, uh, what they're doing to, for, to, to grow revenue and just something about the, the level of ambition that they have. Sure. Uh, so, uh, as I'm sure many of our listeners know, the South Korean market's very advanced in terms of its connectivity services. Uh, the fibre broadband there is almost ubiquitous. Mobile penetration is very high. 5G rollout is uh, much more advanced than, than many other countries. So, prospects for operators to grow their B2B revenue from connectivity services are, are even more challenging than they are in other regions. Um, and South Korean operators are very much looking towards ICT and digital services for uh, growing their enterprise revenue. Um, and in particular, Korea Telecom and SK Telecom both made some quite explicit strategic announcements last year uh, and put forward some targets for that. So Korea Telecom talked about 2021 being the year of uh, transforming itself from a, a telco into a digital platform company. And it's aiming to generate half of its revenue from B2B and digital services by 2025. And that's, uh, that's an increase from 40% achieved from those services in, in 2021. So that's half of their, sorry, half of their their total revenue or half of their that, business That's revenue? right, half of their total, their total revenue. revenue. Right. Now that does include some wholesale services and some, some media and mobile platform services, which have a quite a strong consumer element, but there is also a lot of, of B2B and digital enterprise services w- within that category too. Right. And then SK Telecom, um, that actually span out a number of its ICT businesses into a separate investment arm, SK Square, at the end of last year including actually its very successful cybersecurity business. Um, But even for the remaining SK Telecom business unit, it's looking at growth for its enterprise services, going from just over a billion US dollars last year to more than three and a half billion US dollars in 2025. And it's looking to data center services, cloud, 5G, edge and and AI to to drive that growth. and then LGU Plus, the, the other major player in the market, that, that, that one hasn't made specific announcements about its targets, but uh, our revenue tracker we've just put together uh, shows growth of almost 10% for its enterprise revenue in 2021. And again, data center and ICT services are, are a big component of that. And do we know what's happening to their connectivity revenue? over the past few years yeah the connectivity revenue hasn't been doing bad actually um there is some scope for b2b connectivity growth i think sk telecom have some uh positive growth targets around that but it's really dwarfed by the growth in in the ict business right okay so for like sk just to go back to sk telecom so you said it was a billion dollars it's a billion dollars today and it wants to grow it to three and a half billion dollars in what three 20, four years yeah by 2025 yeah so, so really yeah, huge massive growth, growth. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so where's this growth going to come from what are they going to do to drive this growth well i mean not surprisingly they're doing quite a number of things simultaneously mm. um so one thing they're doing is on the technology side collaborating with it specialists to try and develop and commercialize new technology um, AI is a big theme, so Korea Telecom are working on AI and also in smart factory solutions with, with Hyundai Heavy Industries. Uh, it's also working with LG Electronics and various academic institutions. 
and then similarly, SK Telecom has, has invested in a partnership with Beastspin Global. Um, that's a large MSP based in South Korea. Uh, there's lots of aspects of that partnership, but one is around developing and selling new solutions based on 5G and edge services. So looking for, for new ways to um, develop technology and, and to make money from that. Um, so that's one area they're looking at. Um, on cloud services, we're really in common with many other operators. They're partnering with public cloud providers. So that, that includes reselling and packaging standard business services. But they've also got some much more collaborative partnerships, again, developing joint propositions and new solutions. So Korea Telecom um, are working with AWS to pursue some joint research on AI, on cloud, on media technologies. Um, SK Telecom has been working with Microsoft for the last couple of years on 5G AI and cloud solutions for its customers. Um, there's also partnerships with, with AWS, with Azure uh, on Edge, and, and LGU Plus is also working with Google on Edge Cloud. So various ways that they're collaborating with, with cloud players. Um, another area they're looking at is driving growth by expanding overseas. So the, the partnership I mentioned with Bspin Global that SK Telecom has, that's also expected to, to help SK Telecom to expand within region and more globally. And Korea Telecom's also looking to overseas expansion. Um, it's looking particularly at multinational corporates that have some sort of presence in Korea, not necessarily headquartered there. So it's a bit of an expansion on what, what it's done previously. Um, and it acquired a company last year, Epsilon Telecommunications, which provides global networking services, which, which will help it with that. And, and for these, this international expansion, how much of that is in um, other markets in, in Asia or is it other high income countries in other parts of the world? Where is it they're looking to expand? I think they're looking both within region and also much wider. So the, mm. the Epsilon Telecommunications acquisition is, is really global. Um, and they do talk about, you know, enterprises that have got a presence in Korea, but it's not necessarily a big presence in Korea. They want to have that as part of the package uh, of networking and IT solutions. And um, these Korean operators want, want to offer something, you know, much broader across Asia and also into to Europe as well, potentially. Right. And on the on the product areas that they're looking at, it, it sounds like they're looking at very similar things to what other operators in other parts of the world are doing, but maybe they're doing... It, they're not just picking one area, but they're doing all of these areas, security and mm. cloud and edge, and and maybe investing a bit more into it. Uh, doing it. It's like they're doing what everybody else is doing, but on steroids, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's anything particularly unique in any of the things they're doing. They're just doing a lot more of it. Mm. Um, and they're, they're throw, seem to be throwing more money at it. I suppose AI is one area where you know it really stands out that they're, they're emphasizing that. Uh, where perhaps other operators are more focused on, on the cloud and more on security services. Right. Um, and, and so how much of this is sort of Korean exceptionalism and, and how much can other operators in other parts of the world learn from this? Well, I, as I say, I don't think anything that they're doing is necessarily unique. Um, we see plenty of other operators following partnerships with, with cloud providers and other IT specialists. Um, and we see, you know, within the region, we see players like Starhub looking to expand, maybe not globally so much, but certainly within Asia. Um, but as you say, it's kind of like what the other operators are doing, but on steroids. Um, and if, if you look at the kind of partnerships they're investing in, um, 
there's not so much about just reselling what the cloud providers have already got. There's a real emphasis, I think, on joint investment, joint development, joint value creation. So really putting a lot of resource into those those partnerships in order to, to, to maximize the value for them. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, if anything, level of ambition um, is, is something that, that operators in other countries could learn from them. Um, maybe a, a tricky last question. Do you think they'll realise this? Do you think um, SK Telecom will get it three and a half times? It's, it, it's, or, or is it just aiming really high in the in this? But if it doubles its revenue, well, that's that's pretty good. Or do you think it will be able to get three and a half times it, the it's, growth? It, it might. It does. It does feel like a big stretch. Um, it, it feels like it needs several of its. Um, several of its bets to come off. Um, if you look at what the revenue growth it's been doing over the past couple of years, it's been doing really well, but not quite that well. Um, you know, more like 10, 15% rather than 30% yeah. annual revenue growth. So it feels like it really needs a big success. Um, I know data center services, uh, you know, there, there's a big potential market for them in Korea. That might deliver quite a bit of that growth. But yeah, hit, hitting the three and a half billion does feel like a, a real stretch at the moment. Yeah. And how much is acquisition part of this and part of the strategy? Um, well, it's an interesting question. I mean, particularly from the point of view of, of SK Telecom, because they, they've just spun out SK Square at the end of last year, which handles now a lot of their investment strategy. And right. they've, they've got a very much a kind of buy something, add value to it, sell it on and invest in, in, in a something else policy going with that. So they're, they're kind of trying to harvest value from their investments, but they're not really hanging on to them. Um, so, so yes, there will be some, some you know, pull through of, of revenue mm. from from you know, not necessarily subsidiaries, but but you know, co-owned businesses. Right. Um, but yeah, in terms of acquisition, there doesn't seem to be um, a huge amount in terms of buying something and hanging on to it for the long term. Right. Interesting. It does sound like in in the way that it's. it's investing in these other businesses and then spinning them off that does sound quite different even if the product the technologies are kind of the same as we're hearing from other operators in other parts of the world their strategy for putting them in separate units and then spinning them off that does sound a bit different i think yeah i i, I think so i mean obviously you know you, you've got telephonica tech you've got um mm. tim with its nouvel business there, there is a little bit of that going on in europe but but not quite to the same level yeah not to the same extent Okay, interesting. It's an interesting to market to watch. Mm, definitely. Okay, thank you, Catherine. So there's plenty more content exploring business service revenue growth opportunities for operators on our website. If you'd like to automatically receive future episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. And we would also welcome your comments, feedback and reviews. Thank you for listening.